0: Living your story right now in this moment. You know, no two stories are alike. We are all unique. We all have a different lens through which we see the world. We all have something to contribute, to share, to be. That uniqueness takes courage. It's not easy to stand in your truth. It's not easy to let yourself be vulnerable, to be really seen. To be really heard. So many of us hide. So many of us stay hidden. So many of us make the choice to step forward. To own who we are. To own our stories. To share our voice. The tide is turning. We're moving into a space of deeper vulnerability, courage, authenticity, and love. We're moving closer to greater self-love, self-acceptance, honesty, and empowerment. To get there, to get to that space, means we have to authentically share who we are. It means we have to authentically show up as our true selves. The magic is in sharing who you are. The magic is in sharing your story that's where this series comes in. Own your voice. Love yourself. Stay true to your story. Dive deep into your vulnerability. Shine in your authenticity. Once you do, there's no stopping you. Stay honest. Stay brave. Stay true to who you are. Welcome to Seek the Joy podcast, the power of storytelling.
1: You are worthy. You deserve to have everything you want in life. You are good enough. I say these words to myself every single day because even after everything I've accomplished in my life, I still have days when I don't believe these words. And when I achieve an amazing goal, there's part of me that wonders, do I really deserve this? What I've come to realize is that many of us have deeper feelings of unworthiness or feeling that we aren't good enough. I could probably pinpoint several moments in time when I felt like I wasn't good enough. I could blame others or be mad about things that were said to me that made me feel less than. But The truth is I took this all on myself. I held on to these beliefs so tightly. I wrapped them up in my body and believed they were true. There is no other alternative. I am broken. There's something wrong with me. I am flawed. When I was 12, I was diagnosed with a chronic progressive muscle disorder. I still remember sitting in the doctor's office and feeling like I was in a bad dream, that this couldn't actually be happening to me. They can't be right. I remember my mom hugging me and crying and saying, if I could go through this instead of you, I would. I remember reading somewhere that most people diagnosed with this type of muscular dystrophy are in a wheelchair by age 20, and then swearing off reading anything else about the possible outcomes. I didn't want those options in my mind. They weren't options for me. I remember when I was 14 and a classmate told me that just because I was disabled and couldn't get a boyfriend, didn't mean I had to be involved in his business. I remember struggling in relationships and always settling for the guy who was interested in me because I didn't think anyone else would be. How could they be okay with my body and what that meant for our lives together when I wasn't okay with it? I remember trying for years to hide that anything was wrong with me, being angry whenever anyone would ask me about my body or what was going on. And I very clearly remember never talking about it at home growing up. You are worthy. You deserve to have everything you want in life. You are good enough. I remember when I was 27 and breaking down in the car after leaving an appointment with a physical therapist at a neurologist's office who told me, you shouldn't be walking right now. Your muscles are so weak. I can't even believe you're doing what you're doing in your daily life. It is just your willpower that's keeping you going. And those were not happy tears. I was pissed. I was mad that he had the audacity to say that to me, even before I knew how powerful our words are, how important our language is, and how much our beliefs affect our lives. One thing this diagnosis did for me was make me more determined, more resilient, more stubborn, in working toward what I wanted. In this case, to remain walking for as long as I can. And I wasn't open to any naysayers, even before I knew the term mindset. You are worthy. You deserve to have everything you want in life. You are good enough. Luckily, there were others in my life who always believed in me and my capabilities. When I was 16, I started going to a holistic chiropractor. This was the first doctor I ever went to that didn't buy into the diagnosis that I received. She was my saving grace. Finally, someone who believed what I did, that this couldn't be what was going on, and there's a way to make me healthier. Three years ago, I stumbled headfirst into the self-development and personal growth world. I fell in love instantly because I knew that what I had created in my life, mainly my ability to continue walking and get around, was due to my mindset. I also deeply believe that our minds are stronger than our bodies, and they must be since I have the willpower to keep myself walking. And I truly believe we can heal ourselves with our minds, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Just to give you an idea of the obstacles my body and I go through daily, I can barely walk up or down stairs, I avoid them at all costs, and this includes curbs. I get nervous walking through a parking lot because if I fall, which I do from time to time, there's nothing around to help me get up. Walking through wide open spaces is a huge source of anxiety for me. Snow and ice? Nope, not my friend, and I will stay home if I need to. You are worthy, you deserve to have everything you want in life, you are good enough. So what did I actually have to heal in order to start living my life and loving every single day, even when things weren't perfect? My self-love and my feelings of worthiness were two big ones. I didn't love myself. I hated my body because it never did what I needed or wanted it to do. It felt like it was always working against me. And so I didn't support it or love it either. I didn't like the way I looked because I knew I looked different. I felt like there was something wrong with me and I wasn't worthy of having the things I wanted because of it. I started exploring limiting beliefs and mindset those three years ago and this feeling of unworthiness still comes up for me from time to time. That's how deep it goes. But here's what I realized. When I started being kinder to myself and loving myself and supporting my body, it started to respond. It started to work with me. It started to let me know what was working for it and what wasn't. You are worthy. You deserve to have everything you want in life. You are good enough. I became super in touch with my intuition. My body always tells me what's up. It helps me make all kinds of decisions. Decisions around what foods to eat, who to continue dating, what action steps to take in my work. It led me to starting my own coaching business. I started my business several years ago, working with entrepreneurs and professionals on, you probably guessed it, self-love, confidence, and mindset because I realize that the same challenges I've been learning from and the skills that I've been developing for 20 years are the skills that will lead me to have my dream business and life. Those are confidence and self-love, unshakable mindset, and the determination, tenacity, and grit. You are worthy. You deserve to have everything you want in life. You are good enough. This path that I have walked has led me to my mission, helping other people increase their confidence and self-love so that they can do work they enjoy, and make a huge impact in the world. Because the truth is we can only attract the things we want in in life, love, wealth, abundance, health, relationships, clients, opportunities, to the extent that we love ourselves. It's no surprise to me then that when I work on my self-love and confidence, my dream clients seek me out. It's no surprise that when I tell myself, I love you, I forgive you, I accept you, I see you every day in the mirror, I attract the most amazing men into my life. It's no surprise that when I pay attention to what I need and want from day to day on a soul level, my body feels stronger and healthier. My own journey has given me the tools I need to help others through their self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and feelings of unworthiness. You are worthy. You deserve to have everything you want in your life. You are good enough. The more I share my story, the more I learn how resilient I am. I also realize how far I've come. If you met me five years ago, you probably wouldn't recognize me. Well, you probably would because of my very unique gait, but you might not think that the girl who was so angry about everything, mad at her body, and frustrated with the card she had been dealt could be the woman I am now. I am now, fortunately, someone who is high vibe 95% of the time. I'm kind and loving and even more generous. Maybe most importantly, I'm kind to myself. It's also surprising that I can so openly talk about my body struggles and my journey. It was really hard for me to be seen when I first started my business because I wasn't okay with my body and I didn't want to talk about it. Today, I'm okay with being seen. I'm okay with being in the spotlight, with putting myself out there, with talking to people about my body and my health, and I'm so much more accepting of who I am right now in this moment. And it's all because of the mindset and the confidence and the self-love work that I do every single day. It's an ongoing process. You are worthy. You deserve to have everything you want in life. You are good enough. One of my biggest dreams is to have a multi-million dollar business working with people all over the world on their confidence, self-love, mindset, and helping them heal their bodies with their minds. I want women especially to feel amazing about who they are the courage to follow their dreams and to create their most amazing life doing work they love and making the world a better place in the process. I believe anything is possible. I believe we only fail if we give up and I believe we all deserve to have every single thing we desire. We are all worthy. We are all good enough.
2: I didn't fully consider how eventful my life was until I began to realize the power in sharing my story with others. In many ways, the stories surrounding the major events of my life seemed so separate from one another. And in my efforts to, to move on from them, I created this disconnect in how they were impacting me. I would push them to the back of my mind and yet still surge forward in this detached optimism. Now, I've always been a really optimistic person, so I don't want to diminish the, the shifted perspective we can receive of seeing the joy in life through surviving hardship, as I have definitely done that. But today, in this story, I'm going to talk about the optimism we use as a flotation device to get us through, to keep us going. And this is exactly the hope that I found when I discovered the Law of Attraction. I was an only daughter of a single mom, a mom who fought cancer most of my childhood and who passed away when I was 21. In my loss of her, I watched my anchor break from the chains and, and sink into dark waters. Several years later, I would find what I so craved when I married and started a family of my own. but. As these stories of marriage sometimes go, we would make promises to one another we could not keep, and I watched my new family crumble around me. As a stay-at-home mom, it was devastating to go through the process of divorce. To lose my identity as the sole protector of my young children and to be separated from them so often, it, it created a heartbreak I was really quite unprepared for. I also became intimately aware of the control in my life. The control I thought others and systems had over me, the control I thought I had over my own life, the control I thought I had over the decisions of the care of my children, and the control I thought I had over my friendships and other relationships. So it was at this t- same time, this, excuse me, same time, I discovered Abraham Hicks and their talks about the law of attraction. While I was entertained by the woo-woo factor of this idea of collective consciousness, I could not ignore that every single talk was talking directly, speaking directly to me. Especially in this desperate attempt to control in my life and its outcomes and, and, its, and the perspective that life was happening to me in all of their worst ways, it, it couldn't have come at a better time. I came to understand that I had a false perspective and understanding of control, and I began to make sense of my new reality. This is when I began to realize the hope in letting go, the hope in allowing and and trusting this amazing energy and power in the universe. I began to understand the principles of quantum physics that can be utilized but not fought against or changed, that I can harness energy and through practice have hope in my life through my own awareness and my own intention and desires. While my children and I were going through the hardest times of our lives, we began to see our struggles as lessons, opportunities to bring clarity to our awareness and a great gift to expand and grow. But it was the hope we began to have. That was the true magic. I, became closer to spirit than I ever had in my entire life. Unexpectedly, realizing my own power made me trust in higher power. I talked to my kids about angels and guides and the little signs they leave us to give us hope and direction. And soon my kids were seeing signs everywhere and lighting up with optimism. And soon I was seeing signs and synchronicities, despite the tiny voice in the back of my mind telling me that it was all still hogwash. While I was discovering my own power and the unseen magic in everyday life through quantum physics, I was also unintentionally showing my kids how to show up in life. I was modeling neurons that they were mirroring and demonstrating strength, resilience, courage, trust, love, positive intentions, faith, growth, alignment with source energy, and alignment with my own purpose. I was modeling a woman who was sure of my truth and compassionately forgiving of those who could not and would not understand me. But this was how the woman and the mother and the feminine soul was evolving and using optimism as her shield and sword in one. The woman who now needed to be a provider needed to take a similar but separate journey. I would need to have a job outside of the home for the first time in 10 years. And I found I was not qualified for anything that would immediately pay enough for the expenses two children created. What I could see was that I could take a job paying me too little to actually cover my expenses in childcare while also spending my own parenting time away from my kids. Or I could take a massive trust fall with the universe and create my own business. With the spiritual journey that was already underway, I found my life's purpose screaming out at me. And by listening to my inner guidance and leaning into the path that came with ease, I soon found that all that I wanted was already around me. I needed to do little more than just allow it into my awareness. Paying attention to what came with ease and what did not, realizing failures as redirection and trusting my own unique combination of gifts, and being vulnerable enough to allow others to connect their journey with my own, allowed the process of reinventing myself to feel loving, sure, and absolute. This, and a very heavy dose of affirmations taped to my bathroom mirror, I showed up every day in this new role of entrepreneur. And through, and excuse me, and though this should have been enough, I am but human. I doubt, I fear, I degrade. I let the voices of those who would not understand ring too loudly in my mind. I let the voice of the world remind me that I have been programmed to believe all that I've been programmed to believe as a mom, as a woman, as an empath, as a creator. But perspective is so powerful. And even more powerful is the perspective that we choose to focus on, whether it be our own perspectives or those of others. You can choose to see the world as a hateful place or one full of love. You can believe that a woman's role is, is a small job in bringing in small money so that she can sacrifice for her small family, Or you can believe that she also can have dreams, that she can build them into a reality, and and that this reality can be touched and seen, and that she needn't sacrifice to be the most positive role model for her daughters, that she can expect big things in her life, and she can have all of this and maybe even have love too. So I focused on the messages that inspired me, of those who chose to walk a similar path the messages of all those who were already following me and whom I was already helping by making that trust fall with the universe. And as I said, I was already seeing a huge positive shift in my kids through my chosen path, but having strangers share with me how I was helping them fueled my resolve to be this open book, to shine my humanity all over the social media and to stay the course of my business. Today, where my business and life path stands now, I can feel the beautiful momentum of of organic, energetic growth. But remembering where I was this time last month, or this time last year, that is where I truly see how far I've come. Fear used to be my most common companion, and now I rarely see him. In fact, as I write this, I find it difficult to remember the last time I felt paralyzing fear. And that feels pretty damn good. But I've not arrived at a destination by any means, and I never will, because if I do this life thing right, I will be constantly evolving. And when I reach one milestone, I will then reach for a new goal to desire. The most important part is finding joy in now. Optimism continues to be my flotation device because life isn't always rainbow and sugar cubes, but I've come to respect the contrast and resistance in my life. It is my greatest teacher. And when I seek lessons in the hard times, they become a lot less scary and a beautiful adventure. So what have I learned about myself from sharing this story? I've learned that I am now and always will be a work in progress and sharing that with others and being validated by those who, who I hope brings an incredible source of love to my life. It's hard to say if it's my love reflected back to me, by them, or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe, maybe it's, it's both. Can you imagine the world if we all used love as our guiding force? So what is my biggest dream? <laughs> I thought about this one a long time because as, as a mom, I have really big dreams for my kids. As an entrepreneur, I have really big dreams for my business. But I have to say my biggest dream is to feel perfectly at ease. The ease in my life has grown expansively since I decided what it is that I want. And what I want is to feel a considerable amount of ease regularly. Ease has become something I used to to judge my relationships. It often involves open, respectful, and loving communication. It's amazing the disagreements that dissolve with loving, intentional conversations. It it involves giving what I can and enjoying what comes my way, and and, and in a non-judgment of what should be. For who really decides what a healthy relationship should look like? It's you. I have a great ease in most of my closest relationships and it's a really beautiful feeling. More recently, ease has become a business and financial goal. Not to have a lot of business or a lot of money, but for what does flow into my life to do so easily and with alignment with what feels good for me. It can be tempting to become a workaholic and fail to create boundaries of balance in one's life, but through striving for ease, I learn I do not need to sacrifice ease with my children or ease with my personal life to also achieve success. Thank you so much for your time. I'm honored to be a guest on the Seeking the Joy podcast.
3: I am Pamela Delgado. I am the founder and CEO of Raleigh Bold. I started this company to inspire, motivate, and empower women. I'm just going to jump right in and share things from my beginnings to what's led me to where I am today. I was born in Los Angeles, California. I am of Latin descent. My father is from Puerto Rico and my mother's from El Salvador. I was the first child of the family, so you can imagine how overprotective yet loving everybody was. I am the oldest of four and grew up in Rosemead, California, which is about 30 minutes east of downtown LA. Rosemead is a very working class community, and it was always a goal of mine to get out of there. I was definitely a tomboy growing up, I love sports and still do, volleyball is my jam. I was never allowed to hang out with friends outside of school, and there is no such thing as playdates, so joining sports and dance teams after school was my outlet. It was essentially a way for me to get out of the house, and I was actually really good at them. Aside from being able to get out of the house, team activities helped me cultivate friendships. I'm a bit shy and introvert. I was actually really good at sports, and people wanted me on their team, so it ended up working out. By the time I was in high school, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life, My parents didn't go to college, so they didn't know the steps needed for you to apply and get accepted. They just said, go to school and get a job. I ended up going to community college to explore my passion at the time, which was music. I had signed up for a sound engineering program, which I thought fit well because I was in choir, sang in musicals. I was always mortified, but did them because I didn't want to regret it. Really quickly, I knew that program was not for me. I'm a hands-on learner and learning the ins and outs of a recording studio out of a book was really hard for me to grasp. It took a couple of years for me to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. My early 20s was a huge time of trials and errors and jobs I hated because I could not stand making money for someone else nor having someone tell me what to do. I didn't finish college and got a job as an account manager for a Brazilian jewelry display company. You can definitely say I bs my job interview because I had no experience, but I did my homework and led them to believe I did. I loved it. I got to travel and do business with international buyers. The company was very successful in Brazil and they wanted to make their mark in the US. I had worked retail before, so I dove in quite rapidly. Dealing with a buyer to me was like dealing with a regular consumer who had a lot of money to spend and my job was to facilitate their shopping experience and meet their needs as well as the goal of the company. A few months later, I was their international key accounts manager. We eventually ended up doing trade shows in New York and I was over the moon. It had been a dream of mine to move to New York even before I visited. I made it a point to get uncomfortable and network every single time we did a trade show there, and we did trade shows in New York three times a year. In 2012, I met a group of people who were aware of my dream to move, and they offered to help me accomplish it. We became instant friends. After a trade show that January, I went back to LA and job hunt like no other, got a few email responses back. And a call that asked me to interview within the following week. So I quit my job and booked a one-way ticket. My family did not believe me until they were driving me to the airport in tears. I was terrified, but I had nothing to lose. If it didn't work out, I knew mom and dad would buy my flight home, but I was determined to win. By this time, I'm 25 years old. So I flew to New York on a Wednesday. I had two interviews on Thursday. On Friday, I was hired by both and selected to be an assistant to the VP of Urban Menswear for a licensing company that actually no longer exists. My first day of work was Monday and I had never been back to LA since. Of course I visit, but not to live. I've lived in New York now for seven years. Moving taught me how to survive and live life. I had no idea how much a gallon of milk cost prior to. I sometimes lived off ramen and Kraft mac and cheese because another thing I didn't know was how to handle my finances. I had to teach myself because I was not trying to get evicted for not paying my rent. The recession was still going at the time I made the move and the company was amongst the many to not make it. I was laid off four months later. I had no savings. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was living paycheck to paycheck so I will be forever grateful to my parents for supporting me for the month I was without work. Thank God it was only a month. I was in complete shock, but still confident in what I had just done. So once again, the connections I had made led me to the next opportunity, which was for another licensing company alongside the VP of menswear. As uncomfortable as I am to network and to put myself out there, connections is what helped me move forward. I have never hated a job more. I woke up dreading to go to work. I was trying to figure out ways to leave for something better, but realized experience in New York City was equivalent of having a degree. I stuck it out for as long as I could until I walked out one day because I just couldn't continue being miserable. The money wasn't worth my happiness. I was also working at a restaurant evenings and weekends, so I did that full time until I found a steady and dependable nine to five. Two months later, I transitioned into fine jewelry. It was stable. I was making more money with sporadic traveling for work. By this time, I'm 26. Summer of 2013, I started dating a friend of mine. That's generally how all of my relationships happened. He's 18 years my senior, and I was very unsure of where it would go, but we just clicked. My soul fell in love with him before my conscious self did. Months into dating, we found out we were pregnant. That propelled our relationship and completely changed my life. Can you imagine? I just moved cross country, finally got settled to then finding out that my life is gonna change yet again. I became a mom in May of 2016. I definitely went through the baby blues for months, maybe even over a year. This was never in my plans, dreams, nor goals. I was one that always said she'd never have children. However, that bond people describe is real, and it came, but months later. I decided to transition into another field. I felt like I needed something more stable and secure since I had others to take care of. I went into medical sales, and I've been doing this for four and a half years now. I eventually found out the salary of other colleagues and learned I was significantly underpaid. I decided to have conversations with my higher-ups and was told no. We decided to go for baby number two, and I had conversations with my higher-ups again. Not going to lie, I hoped the pregnancy would help persuade them, but it didn't. So once the baby was born and routines were set, it was time for me to take control of my life. I was tired of my dreams being the hands of others. It was evident the only way I could reach my dreams is if I created them myself. And our world had just become consistently negative at this point. As a mom, I felt I need to be part of the change we must see. So that's how Raleigh Bold was born. My sister is a graphic designer and I told her my ideas and she's brought them to life. I've been bootstrapping this company from the beginning and it's been unbelievable witnessing the growth. I started very small with just four styles and a little over a year later we've doubled and some. The community we're cultivating is out of this world. I honestly cannot do it alone. Every idea, your feedbacks, reviews, suggestions, it's all taken into consideration. I could not build what we are doing without giving back. So it was easy for us to set up a structure that would allow us to donate to charities. Words have a way of resonating with people. So we're putting inspirational phrases so you can be part of our mission to inspire, motivate, and empower others. I've always been one to believe in myself and do things to the beat of my own drum. If I want something, I'm gonna figure out how to go get it. I'm definitely the type to self-educate, to learn things that will propel me forward versus sitting in a classroom. Education is very important and has its amazing values, but school just wasn't for me, and I'm okay with putting in the extra work. If I had not made the move to New York, who knows what would have been of my life? I believe risks are essential for our growth, Unfortunately, we learn by making mistakes and I'm trying to make them as fast as possible so I can learn the lesson and apply them to my life and business. I'm so grateful to be able to create the life of my dreams, and I'm so grateful to have such an incredible community that is Raleigh Bold and its supporters who inspire us daily and guide the business. You guys really are the true MVPs. I've had the honor to collaborate and meet such incredible women that I probably would have never met if I didn't start a business. Now I'm 33 years old, I'm still in a relationship with my kid's father, who I call my husband for all intents and purposes, but we're not technically married. The boys are now four and two, driving me crazy. I still work for the same medical company because it allows me flexibility and stability to see my passion through, my passion being Raleigh Bold. My goal is to also be of some sort of inspiration for somebody. I hope Raleigh Bold inspires, motivates, and empowers you believe in yourself. You can totally thrive and achieve your dreams as long as you're willing to go for it. Unfortunately, it will not be easy all the time, but I promise it's worth it. You can find Raleigh Bold on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can shop on our website and comment and email us. I'd love to hear from you. Your ideas and your thoughts are always truly appreciated. This is Seek the Joy Podcast,
0: the power of storytelling. Join us. Share your story. For more information and to get involved, visit SeekTheJoyPodcast.com. This series airs the third week of every month. And make sure to join us for Seek the Joy Tuesday. Until then, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for being here. And thank you for listening.